Welcome to Cabin Minute Cast. The scenario has been chosen. The ritual has begun. We are ready to appease the old gods one hideless minute at a time. <laughs> and I'm Molly Balin of LittleRedMark.com. And we are welcoming back fun and fabulous co-host Mark Daniels, actor, visual storyteller, and all-around gentleman. Well, Molly, thank you very much. I don't know who's uh, saying those things about me, but... Uh, <laughs> I don't know either. Yeah, yeah. It, it, <laughs> I, I don't know that I believe all of it, but but thank you. That's a very nice intro, and, and I hope uh, that uh, that Heidi is, you know, is... Well, that she turns over, because when you're on the beach and lying there, you don't, you don't want to be half lobster, and, mm. and, 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 you know. Yeah, totally. I mean, that's that's really the right. So I wish her the best. Yeah, so yeah. Heidi, if, if you can flip over at this point and get an, an even browning. Heidi, turn over. <laughs> She's probably somewhere with a Mai Tai right now. <laughs> yeah, it's true. So in today's episode, we are covering minute 62 of the movie The Cabin in the Woods. And in this minute, both Hope and Holden die in an RV. No. 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 So we bid we bid adieu to Holden. He was so he was so full of, of positivity and can do and that didn't go anywhere for him. <laughs> no, it really didn't, but he had his moment and he fucked up when he needed to, and he got fucked up when he didn't want to. Um, but isn't that the way it is in life? Mm. So we start this minute as somewhat of a continuation from last minute as it goes that uh, Holden is really trying to solicit some positivity from Dana and, and some, some hope that they're going to get through this okay. So we continue this moment where, where Holden's like, please do not go nuts on me, Dana. You're all I've got now. And, and Dana has this really like nice shift where she, she's really getting that in order for survival to happen, there's going to have to be some some positivity and some hope and, and some, you know, cause she's very, um, she's very resigned in this moment. This is a nice, uh, you actually off mic, you had this really good comment about, uh, her, her transition here. Right. I, right. I mean, there, <clears throat> she's coming from a place where she just had every bit of hope crushed and it's being done in a way that you couldn't possibly imagine in your worst damn nightmares. Mm. Holden is, is giving her a, a, a buck up little camper speech and, um, and, and she has, uh, you know, the actress has, a, you know, a really nice thing going on here. I mean, she's really being honest and, mm -hmm. and in the moment. And she's, you know, she has a process that you can tell that she's going through as an artist, you know, in a uh, Cabin in the Woods movie, which, you know, if, if these people weren't being honest and, and weren't uh, really invested in their characters, it, it just wouldn't be fun to watch. But it also wouldn't be anything that, that Joss Whedon uh, would have written. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I like that she's a little bit and I didn't catch this in a previous minute, but she mm -hmm. she's a little she's a little weepy here. Yeah. You know, and, and there's a I mean, she looks like she's been crying, actually. And I, I haven't seen, you know, other than that real burst of emotion with with Kurt hitting the force wall and her being like, hey, yeah. you know, about yeah. it. But I am really I, I really appreciate their transitions as actors. You betcha. Because we, we really just don't. I mean, at least myself, as I'm, I'm much more of a writer than an actor, and I know you've done quite a bit of acting. But the the appreciation of, of the ability to to be so so easy with the emotion. Yeah, it's well. I mean, they've got an awful lot that came before, um, and they're going, you know, to a really 
you know, important place at the end of the scene. Mm. Um, but of course, they're not acknowledging that with the dialogue in the moment that they're having. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's and it's a nice moment. It's an you know, it's a, it's an uplifting moment. Um, mm-hmm. Holden is really doing his best to uh, to to breathe some life into this uh, shit fest, <laughs> and um, and that you know, and it's good talk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it yes. is. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and he transitions into, you know, good, okay, because I need you calm. Right, right. <laughs> because this is a situation that's oh, super yeah. easy to be calm. Oh, yeah, breathe in your nose and out your goddamn mouth while someone is, uh, is sticking a, a lance through your throat. Oh, my God. But, yeah. yeah. And and that's where, where we're at here is, is in the middle of his, you know, okay, no matter what happens, we got a stick and bam. Yeah. Dude takes some fucking crazy sharp implement to the throat. Yep. And it's at, you know, uh, the beginning of what would have been a wonderful monologue <laughs> had, had he, uh, you know, had he not suffered this uh, this terrible freaking fate. Ugh. Oh, buddy. Yeah. So this is Father Buckner, who, as we might recall, there was a bloody handprint on the Rambler before they, they exited the camper when it was Kurt and Holden and Dana and they were trying to escape the black room and, right. and get into the Rambler and, and head out on the road and get the fuck out of Dodge. So this zombie's been chilling in there for a while. Okay, so in the in the actual time of the movie, mm-hmm. how I mean, how many minutes do you think um, um, Senior Zombie's been chilling in there? <laughs> uh, well, it's been... Where are we talking? Like a couple, I mean, God, at least like, what? Six minutes. Okay, so there. I mean, so I think when you say what has he been doing, you have to say okay. If I'm a zombie um, and if I'm in the Winnebago mm-hmm. um, and I got six minutes, what are you? You know, what are you going for? And I, and I don't even know that if you're a zombie that you go for the weed that uh, <laughs> that um, you know that Marty had might. in there. But, I mean, they're probably a little bit uncomfortable from the resurrection. So this is like a really, so this is a good, this is a good point. Because, I mean, when I say six minutes, I'm thinking about chronologically where we, as the ah. viewer, have seen six minutes. But we don't actually know at what point he went into the Rambler. So he could have been in the Rambler for like, I don't know, man, like a half hour, an hour. Because, I mean, we haven't, I don't believe we've really seen him since Jules got killed because he was a part of that. And we saw patients on the you know outside the house, and we saw Judah, and we saw Matthew, but we haven't seen Pops for quite a while. So I don't know if he just decided to just get into the Rambler and was like, I'm going to let you guys just take care of shit. I'm going to kick back, well, smoke some weed. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, maybe you'll use the Rambler eventually. And have some cheese and crackers. Mm-hmm. Because you always have cheese and crackers in a Rambler. Right. Or, right. like, or cereal. Did you ever yeah. have, like, were you allowed to have, like, Good cereal, like. Um, well, I was allowed to have Captain Crunch, and I consider that to be freaking tasty cereal. Um, mm. However, yeah, you know, I mean, it, it rips up the roof of your mouth and probably gave me type two diabetes. But, <laughs> but aside from that, <clears throat> no, I, I didn't. I didn't get like Count Chocula. Yeah. I didn't get any fruity damn pebbles. You know, I wasn't. I wasn't raised with that. With that cushy. Hey, you're a you're a happy person. Breakfast cereal. Yeah, I didn't it get was that Captain either. Captain Crunch. I mean, I got like cereal, that kind of cereal, like you know, corn pops, like on a on a very very special occasion. Like mm. I really had to, I had to do it for myself as an adult. And you know what? I mean, I understand it's really unhealthy, but I'm a little it's bit, delish. But I'm really resentful, you know, that I didn't I didn't get the 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 rad 
red cereal. But yeah, I feel like when you go out camping, camping, I bring it up because camping was the the elite time where the special cereal could be had. Uh, so uh, I, I'm associating with like maybe he, you know, as a zombie was like, oh, sweet, is there some Count Chocula? Right. Is there some Fruity Pebbles? Right. Like something like that, you know, back in there. But yeah, I just think, I just, I'm like, what are you, what are you doing? Did you go to the bathroom? Because they can breathe. Because well, there's we're... probably porn in there too. <laughs> <laughs> Probably Marty left his porn uh, stash in there. Someone <laughs> left their porn stash because there's always a porn stash in in a Rambler uh, of that type. Right, right. Because from, from what I hear. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I just feel I just feel like it's funny because he's just this whole time like these guys have been they've been driving around right and they've literally Father Buckner like what has he been doing? Did he decide he's like I'm gonna run and hide in the bathroom or did he like just lay down or was he like chilling with a beer or just maybe, like maybe he sharpened his knife. Mm. You know, I mean, there's going to have to be some kind of kitchen, you know, tools in there, right? Yeah, totally. You know, that seems of, very, like, uh, industrious, like, you well, know, idle hands kind of a thing. Well, yeah. I mean, Father Buckner doesn't look like the kind of guy that uh, lets other people do things for him. <laughs> okay? He's, uh, you know, he's, he's a do-it-yourself kind of zombie guy. Yeah. Um, with You know, with uh, to be honest with you, a do-it-yourself kind of zombie fucking family. Yeah. I mean, no, they're out sure. there doing it. One arm and and you know Sister Zombie is is limping around. She's got an axe, it's a little hatchet. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, she's doing the best she can. She is. Can you imagine swinging a full ass axe with one freaking arm? No, I cannot. As a matter of It'd fact, knock you the fuck over. Yeah, I mean, I think she's she's really looking at her limitations and 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 really going to the the very edge of them. As the Buckner family does. Mm. Yes, on family. the family on the family, family. crest. Yes. Yeah, yeah, they're uh, they're tight knit that way. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, let's talk a little bit about what is this thing that's gone through Holden? Because I, yeah, it, I mean, it's got like a really weird curve to it. Yep. It seems to be like I don't know, man. Like what? It's three feet long. Oh, I mean, it's I mean, it's crazy. Yes, yes, it is. Uh, I don't know, but it's it's rusty. That's for damn sure. And mm. I'm telling you, if he doesn't die from the artery, you know, exploding, he's he's gonna get you know um, lockjaw. Something. That's it. He'll get the lockjaw, and it won't. None of this shit will matter. <laughs> the movie will be done. Yeah, I hope you got a tetanus yeah. shot. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, it's just brutal, man. I mean, this is God, even more so than you know what we saw with Kurt with the the blood sprays. Yes. Yeah epic here well, and such a surprise yeah and it, yeah, it comes out of nowhere and um you know he nails him in the throat and then he pulls back and i think he he cur slams him in the back a couple times because you hear this ka-chunk, ka-chunk. Mm-hmm. well uh yeah well he's yeah getting that and she's screaming and the blood is spraying you know blood in this movie um kind of reminds me of the blood like in kill bill Mm. Uh, i mean it is a fucking character of its own um it <laughs> You know, from the time when it it is running uh, through the machinery and going down into the sculptures, you know, to feed uh, to feed the ancient ones there, mm-hmm. or yeah, that would be it to feed the ancient ones because that's that's why they're doing it just to keep to keep them coming, you know, keep them from coming back. Yeah, right? yeah. I mean, the, to keep them happy. Pretty much, yeah. This whole thing is just <clears throat> a, an elaborate appeasement, basically. Yeah, it's a big old Mayan sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. With exactly. Thor. With Thor. Fuck. <laughs> The Thor 4, the Mayan sacrifice. <laughs> Bam! <laughs> All right. So, yeah, she doesn't um, she doesn't hop up out of the seat, so I don't know if it's just pure shock, but, yeah, she just gets just, like, a 
face full of Holden's blood here too. It oh, just yeah. does like an amazing like scream queen kind of thing. And well, and her mouth was open. I mean, oh I, I, sweet Jesus, right? <laughs> I mean, her mouth was open when that spray was coming. So hopefully, it was raspberry or something somewhat tasty. Oh, oh, girl, yeah. yeah. So now we uh, we get a little bit of a, a quick shot of of Papa Buckner here, who's um, called kind of cataract out. So speaking of not folks not really being able to see well, he right. does pretty pretty good, you know, for a zombie with cataracts. Yeah, yeah. he's he's getting around. I mean, he's got some. I don't know, heightened senses or something. But yeah. He's got some special mojo, that's for sure. He does, yeah. So Holden uh, ends up slumping on the wheel and... They do a Dukes of Hazard into a lake. And I've got to tell you, okay, when these guys... uh, Okay, the the shot of them entering the lake uh, from within uh, uh, their camper there is just, it's amazing. Um, And I think it's amazing on on a few different levels. Um, from a visual standpoint, you see this this incredible transition that honestly I don't I don't I don't know if that is a CG kind of a shot mm-hmm. or if this is an in camera shot. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it, it's just this wonderful uh, transition from from falling to a land of water mm-hmm. and blood, and and it comes. Uh, it, it almost looks like the Millennium Falcon when it goes into hyperspace mm-hmm. or something like that. I mean, it's it's. The effect that they created was really special, and it was really cool, and it was so fast, mm-hmm. you know. And I just, I absolutely love it, and I think it's it's mastery of of filmmaking right there. Yeah, I think this is incredible. I mean, I really just personally love all kinds of of underwater shots in general, mm-hmm. and I and I just I just marvel at it. And and to me, I think the 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 very thought of being in a vehicle and hitting water <laughs> is just fucking terrifying to me you know and and i mean i just remember like as a kid being like oh my god like what to to my dad who would just you know i would have all sorts of horrible questions and he'd have answers for them because (laughs) he's very this is what you would do but yeah i remember talking to him and be like what would happen if i were to go over in a bridge into the water and he's like well you would have to let the water fill all the way up to the top of the car and then try and let let the pressure equalize and then roll a window down and like swim out and that's kind of what happens here is that this RV, the Rambler as it's called, mm-hmm. and alternatively the van, fills up with water. And that's pretty much how Girlfriend gets out. But yeah, I mean, this shot of, of the water breaking through inside of the RV, like to even see this tinge of red and blood from Holden is just, it's, it's an amazing shot. It's really quite masterful. I agree completely. And it's and it's a quick transition. I mean, it's it's a shot that lasts for maybe two or three seconds, mm-hmm. but it really stays with you. And yeah, the whole underwater thing. And so it surprises me. Well, that anyone's okay. I didn't get the son. Here's what you do when you're in the goddamn water. Talk from my dad, mm. and that might explain quite a few things about the way that I've grown up. <laughs> but um, for me, I mean, going over bridges like you mm-hmm. just mentioned, and. And the thought of going over the frickin' bridge is something. Have you ever been on the Astoria Bridge where you're going over to Washington and that frickin' thing, you feel like you're on a rocket. You're you're going at such a steep angle. I was uh, on my way to a shoot and um, we, I was going, going up this damn bridge 
and I could feel the anxiety within me just building. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, holy shit, I'm kind of having a bit of an anxiety fucking moment here. And you're still just going straight up. So, you know, you, you, you breathe and you focus on the damn car ahead of you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and you know it's coming for the way back. But on the way back, it was freaking dark. Oh. So, that, <laughs> so that sucks shit, too. But, um, <laughs> oh, it totally sucks shit. But what would you know? What would you do mm-hmm. in in that damn uh, moment of of being not only crashed into, let's say, you know, getting back to the show here, getting back to the movie? I mean, okay, you're you're under the water. Not only did Holden just become a Pez dispenser. I mean, <laughs> you've got to find a way to stay alive. You know, she finds the air pocket. You know. Um, but also that you know something that goes on here is is the the lack of sound that comes mm-hmm. when the water fills up the the car. We see her going from a scream, you know, while they're falling to her mouth is wide open and she's still continuing the damn scream mm-hmm. <laughs> underwater. Right. And I, I once again I think it's great uh, directing. It's uh, Drew Drew Goddard. Yeah. It just I think has done an amazing job. And you know we've we've talked about uh, Joss uh, enough, and I don't think we've really mentioned Drew that much in our mm-hmm. conversation. And my God, the guy can really tell a story. And you know he did so many episodes uh, of Buffy and of Angel. And um, I, I think what he and Joss have to offer is not just Whedon. You know, it's it's better because he he has this really wonderful collaborative uh, director that uh, that's a, that's a real artist. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they have an amazing collaboration. And yeah, I totally agree. Drew is, and thank you for bringing Drew up because sure. he, he absolutely does need, and he directed it. He needs a, a true shake because the man is, is pretty, pretty motherfucking prolific as a matter of yes, fact he is. With, the, with the comic, the comic stuff, the um, Lost with, yeah. you know, Good Place. The man is just done, right. he keeps doing amazing, amazing work. Well, so. well, Good Place, it's, that was just something that I hadn't, I had no idea really where they were going, you know, mm-hmm. um, and it just became something that was just a fun surprise, and it was an uplifting surprise, yeah. you know, uh, that I just didn't think was going to be there. But I mean, Kristen Bell yeah. is is just wonderful, and and Ted Danson, I mean, he plays both sides so well, mm-hmm. but that's also an interesting balance in writing a character. Mm-hmm. And that's that seems to be something, like we just said, that, that Drew is um, often associated with. Yes, yeah, he's he's quite masterful that way. And and I like that he does fantasy. I mean, he does these, you know, I, I guess you could, it's not like fantasy proper in like the Lord of the Rings right. style, but they're they're fantastical situations. And so I, I think he, he writes that very well. Yeah, just because it's fantasy doesn't mean it it, it uh, shouldn't be honest and it shouldn't mm. you know have a fun beginning and metal and an end that that you know keeps you uh, keeps you tuned in the whole time. Yeah, true that. Yeah, when you watch underwater scenes, do mm-hmm. you hold your damn breath to see if you can actually do it? I do, I do, I do. <laughs> okay, I could I could never be James motherfucking Bond because I would be dead before he um uh, you know unhooks the girl that is inevitably in a car next to him. I would I would be dead. Oh my God. Yeah. I actually looked it up once and I yeah. don't, you know, unfortunately I don't have the stats in front of me, but it, it was a lot longer than I thought. Humans can hold their breath quite a long time. Actually. Okay. It's like, I think it's, the, I want to say, and I know someone will probably, you know, contradict me on this, but it's several minutes. Yeah. And I was really surprised by that before wow. you, you know, will pass the fuck out and die. Yeah. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I totally do that. I, I, 
because I was watching Star Trek, the first Star Trek movie that just came out, the J.J. Uh, Abrams version. Right. And there's a point where Scotty gets beamed inside of yes. the tube. Yes. I try and hold my breath every time Forget and it. count it because I'm like, I, not like that's ever going to be a reasonable situation I'm ever going to find myself in. But, but I, if you ever beam into the Enterprise with Chris Pine, you got to know how much you know lung capacity you've got going on because mm-hmm. uh, you never know where you're going to end up. That's true. That's wow. but that's but, <laughs> but people say that about you know Chris Pine all the time. Yeah, and that's well known about Chris. Yeah, it's the eyebrows. I it, ooh, yeah, yeah. The man, the man. Yeah. Well, his father has has decent eyebrows. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, he does. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so girlfriend is screaming underwater. We have this nice little shot kind of around the Rambler, and she swims up to the very top and takes this good deep breath and it's actually i love this shot of her actually this really close-up shot it's a very cramped tight tight shot they use um you know they fill the frame once again masterfully Mm -hmm. um you know trying to make us feel like we're there with her Mm -hmm. and thanks to the the wonderful sound design you also you know not only hear the gasp and and you know you hear the the car uh, creaking and settling as it goes into the water, but you also hear her heartbeat, mm. and that's mm-hmm. that's also something that's just a wonderful uh, addition to the scene. Yeah, it really is. And so we have the the hatch open up at the top of the Rambler, and she starts to swim for safety. And so just at the tail end of this minute, we have uh, Pa Buckner who uh, makes a play to grab her ankles to to pull her back in. And so that's that's where we we end up is is him trying to suck her back into the RV underwater. Father Bucknuts is not done with this. Mm-mm. No. 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 So that is where that's where we're at. Um, Alrighty. Do you have anything else that came up for you in this particular minute? No, I just found it to be a really dynamic minute. You know, uh, we're we're going from hope to <laughs> to holy shit really quickly, mm-hmm. um, and it's done in a in a artful way. And it's it's really great to be uh, to be watching. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely, Coolio. So you can find us. Cabin Minute Cast at cabinminutecast.com. And you can find us on social media, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram as Cabin Minute Cast. Mark, yes. where can we find Markness out into the universe? I, I will be spreading the Markness out uh, this spring um, with my good friend Bob Jackson. Uh, we're going to be doing a, a, a podcast uh, entitled That Shit Drives Me Nuts. And um, if you're wondering what it's about, it's pretty, it's kind of self-explanatory. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm very much looking forward to that. So come and check that out in spring. And they've got a website. And yeah, the web uh, will be on T S D M N. That shit drives me nuts. Dot com. Yeah. Cool. 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 Mark, thank you again for showing up on this fine Wednesday. This has been episode 62 of Cabin Minute Cast, and we will see you back at the cabin. <laughs>